The Halos look like a completely different team in Game 2 of a three-game set against the Kansas City Royals, and John and I will tell you why. Also, was Anthony Rendon the key to the Angels' success? And there are three former Angels on the Hall of Fame ballot, so who gets in? We, we have opinions. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can share the pod with your friends by just hitting the share button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube and post it to your personal social media page. This will help us gather all of the Angel fans together and they'll be right where they should be watching or listening to Locked On Angels. We're going to the World Series, Mike! (laughs) What's going on, everybody? It's Locked On Angels. We appreciate you joining Joining us, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John, and I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the Frisch Brothers, aka the Super Halo Bros. Look, uh, okay, my expectations are a little overblown, but I do feel good. Are they after this win? <laughs> and uh, you know, as long-suffering Halo fans, Mike, you and I, our fandoms go back years and years and years. Yep. Yours goes back decades. Yep. And decades. And decades. My hairline has gone back decades and, de- and decades and decades, <laughs> too. So being an Angel fan, that's what it does. <laughs> that's what it does to you. Uh, but no, you and I have been lifelong fans of the Angels, and so it's a privilege to be here with you on Locked On Angels. And we thank you for tuning in wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Hello, Hello. on the video side. Angels win 6 to nothing against the Royals. That's exciting. It was due to a uh, quite a performance from... Jose Suarez, I have to say, maybe an unexpected performance from Jose Suarez. This is the version of Suarez that we like to see. Yeah. And though he did not get very lengthy in his uh, in his outing, 78 pitches, he did go five and a third, three hits, three Ks, and it felt like the right time to take him out of the game yep. and let and let Jose Quijada be the hero because he came in and pitched one and one and two thirds innings, and he kept the Royals from scoring when the bases were loaded in that situation, and so it was just great pitching all around. I think at the end of this season, we're going to look at Jose Quijada as kind of an underrated, under the radar mm. hero of the season, to be honest, and somebody that uh, will factor into the Angels bullpen from here on out. And isn't it funny that he's not one of the ones that we signed? He's right. not one of the ones that we paid money to go and get. Yeah. And yet here he is doing what he's been doing this season. And even Elvis Piguero, who has been frustrating at times, um, Elvis left the building with some scoreless innings. And so that was great to <laughs> yeah. see as well. But Mike, talk about the the scoring. I mean, it was 6 nothing. Again, we have this up and down and up and down offense yeah. that seems to have it put all together one day and then forget how to score the next day. And hopefully after... Uh, the previous night's game, there was a conversation on, hey, you got to get, you guys got to get those runners home. You can't right. leave those guys stranded. So talk about the offense in this one. Well, they did get offensive in this game. <laughs> Shohei hits his 21st dead center field. And I was nervous thinking that maybe perhaps that would be the only run of the game. It right. looked like that was going to be the case, but it was not the case. Max Stassi hits his sixth home run. But the big key to the game was Louis Renhifo. That guy Louis, has Louis. really been incredible. He had a big RBI double, and he did it left-handed, looked great. And here's the most remarkable thing, Johnny. The Angels only struck out twice last Two times. night. 
twice. That is a miracle. That's proof that there is a God because these guys, <laughs> these guys strike out so often. But here's the question I have for you. Is Magnuis Sierra the spark that we've been waiting for? Mm. Johnny, is he the guy that will ignite this offense? Is he the guy that will be the spark that lights a fire that burns the first order down, Johnny? Because <laughs> this guy, two stolen bases, both of them were third base and when yeah. was the last time that we actually were a running team? We had four stolen bases in the game last night. Where has this been? I think that last night's performance by Sierra earns him a start today. He should be in the starting lineup again today. Totally. And and let's just go game by game. Let's see how he does because he looked like he was a spark for that lineup. And I just love the fact that they were stealing bags and they were a threat on the bags because we haven't had that all season long it hasn't been there really since Tyler Wade and Tyler Wade really wasn't on base to actually steal bags when he was on this team so I was really excited to see Sierra last night me too and Joe Joe Adele got a a hit by pitch RBI and it hit him in the elbow and he came out of the game so I imagine that we will see Sierra start once more remember it's an early start about 10 o'clock here on the west coast so get up bright and early and watch those halos around 10 o'clock but yeah, I, to just see Sierra uh, be a base-stealing threat is a total game-changer because you and I have said when you can distract the pitcher on the mound and you can get him to take his mind off of the hitter at the plate, and so his only job is not just trying to focus on the hitter, but now he's got to deal with this speedster on the base paths. Yeah. And Sierra made them pay. He made those pitchers pay, and gosh, four total stolen bases in this game, Mike. That's something we have not seen in a long time. So number one, two strikeouts the entire uh-huh. game. One of uh-huh. them shouldn't have really been a strikeout because it was one of those bad umpire calls against Shohei Otani. Right. Uh, but Brandon Marsh did swing and miss for his strikeout. So those are the two. But when it comes to stealing bags and just being speedsters, we got to get back to that. And, yep. and and I don't know how many times you and I can say that because I feel like I've said it a hundred times. We got to get back to this. We got to get back to that. Yeah. And that's, I mean... The results speak for themselves, six to yep. nothing, and and we have said all along that other than a few blowups, I mean, obviously we had one on Monday night and and over the weekend against the Braves in terms of pitching, but overall the pitching has not been the problem this season, which has been the problem for the last six, seven, eight seasons, and and now here we are struggling with scoring runs, and this is the way that you generate offense, this is the way that you create trouble on the base paths and for these guys to uh, get inside the head of the pitcher and make them think about something else other than the hitter at the plate. I think it's just a great direction for this team. Brett McGuire locked on angels hero and hall of famer. Uh, He actually tweeted out yesterday that four of the Angels starters have ERAs under Mm 3.8. Like if you started this season and you saw that you would go, man, the angels (laughs) are going to be in first place. They're going yeah. to be contending for a wild card spot. So it hasn't been pitching. And I was so, so impressed and proud of Jose Suarez last mm-hmm. night because he was efficient. We were eating dinner during the game. And I asked my daughter, who was closer to the TV screen, I'm squinting going, we're in the fourth inning. How many pitches does he have? And she's like, <laughs> oh, 37. And I was like, 
No way. It's it's 37, right? Well, because the first the first hour of the game uh was 5 innings and then that's when things yes. really started to slow down, but man, they yeah. were cruising through this game. Well, and he had 78 to finish the game yeah. and and usually he has 78 by the second or third inning. So he was efficient. <laughs> he was throwing strikes and and here's the thing that's going to be necessary for today's game. I want to see that team from last night show up today. So mm-hmm. let's bunt. Like Congrats to Andrew Velasquez. You yes. bunted and you looked fantastic, right? And that's what you just need to continue to do. Let's put pressure on this defense because we don't have our heavy hitters. Trout is still out. Rendon is still out. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have those guys in there. So let's figure out how we can put some pressure on this defense and how we can put some pressure on that pitcher. And last night they did it. And so hopefully that doesn't fall out of their head and out of their brain today. Let's <laughs> repeat. That's what it should say at the bottom of the lineup card, right? It should say rinse and repeat. That's Do what, what it you needs did to say. yesterday. Yes, because <laughs> they look fantastic, and that's the team that we've been begging for, and Angel fans have been begging for all season long. You know, something about Ren Hifo that encourages me is apparently there's been something worthwhile in him uh, since we have been starting him in the majors, and this year he's really found his stride, and I think it has to do with the fact that he's getting consistent playing time. He's not being sent up and down as needed. Like he's he's got a full time role, and he's really showing what he's capable of. So, and he's still young too, Mike. He's yeah. like 20, 25 or so. I mean, right. The, the fact is, is these guys do take time to develop, and for him to come up and and be as productive as he's been this season is uh, very encouraging. I just have one thing left to say before yes. we move on, Mike. Okay. And it has to do with the strikeouts. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. All I got to say is. K-less, fam! (laughs) Dear God, if you tune out, I'll understand. (laughs) Coming up on Locked on Angels, was Anthony Rendon the key to this Angel team and the Angel success? John and I actually think so, and we'll tell you why. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by our good friends at BlueNile.com. You can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams, to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices that you won't find at any traditional jewelers. Blue Nile has simple tools to help you, and they let you choose the diamond shape and size and clarity as well as the setting and then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring and each ring is one of a kind and if you're having trouble you're not sure how to pick out things you're not sure what it is that you want Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift and to do it at your budget which is great so if it's not perfect No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. And right now, they have their anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free, and it arrives in a package that won't give away the surprise that's on the inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Am I allowed back? Can I come back? To the <laughs> Welcome back, John. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't kicked off. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Remember that the MLB trade deadline is fast approaching August 2nd, and Lockdown MLB is going to have all the breakdowns that you need. So, what you need to do is subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to Lockdown MLB. 
so you can be notified each time an episode premieres and keep up with all the latest news and rumors and trade talks around your favorite favorite team. All right, the ballot for the Hall of Fame was announced this week, Johnny, for mm-hmm. next year. And on the ballot was John Lackey, mm-hmm. Frankie Rodriguez, yes, sir. and, ready, Jared Weaver. Ding! Ding! <laughs> so, here's our questions. Should K-Rod, Lackey, and Weave actually get into the Hall of Fame? What do you think, Johnny? You're going to ask me this question um, <laughs> about Jared Weaver, Michael? You, you got to put your heart and your feelings, your Let emotions, in. and your He's man in. crush. 100%. He's in. He's put in. Put him in. Put him in. <laughs> Dig him up. Well, let's 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 talk K Rod first, and then we'll leave Weave for that last conversation. But let's talk K Rod first, all right? Well, K Rod's got 437 saves, fourth all time. He finished yeah. his career with a 2.86 ERA, and of course, he's a one-time World Series champ. O2, with baby. Our Halos, Mike. That screams Hall of Famer to me. Fourth yeah. all time in saves. Come on. You got to let him in. Well, and his strikeouts compared to his innings pitched is like three times the amount that he actually pitched. And so Mm -hmm. this guy was incredible. We know that he was incredible. We got to see him firsthand. He is the all-time saves leader for a single season. Mm -hmm. He broke that record. And so I definitely think that he is in, and I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy that I think is on the bubble is John Lackey. Mm. Lackey actually had a really great career. He had three World Series championships, one with us. He won one with the Cubs, and he won one with the Red Sox. And he had 188 wins. His war was 37.3 for his career. And a 3.92 ER. So I was looking, what comps are there for him? Mm-hmm. Like, who would he compare to? And the closest comparable pitcher that is actually in the Hall of Fame to John Lackey is none other than Doc Holliday, Roy Holiday. Wow. He had 203 wins, okay. a 338 ERA, but here's where he blows Lackey out of the water. He has a 64.2 career war. Oh, that's like twice as much war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that Lackey is on the bubble. I don't know if he's going to get in. Maybe his World Series championships get him in, but, well, uh, but I don't them, know one if One of them he... was with the Red Sox, so it doesn't count. <laughs> he left us one and went of them, to the Red Sox. One and... of them was with the Cubs, so that might actually count. He he helped save the lives of Cub fans. So right. I, I don't know if he gets in. My heart says he gets in because he's a bulldog. I love him and I got an angel love for him, but I think that he is on the bubble and doesn't get voted in at least this first round. Now, Mm -hmm. let's talk about your boy, Jared Weaver. Oh, boy. Okay, Jared Weaver, 150 career wins, a 34.6 war, and a 3.63 ERA. That's good enough to get into the Hall of Fame for me, Mike. Let's put him in. Vote him in. Thank you, Put him in. Vote him in. 100%. Good job, Jared. Uh, listen, no, the average Mariana pitch- Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> the average pitcher in the Hall of Fame has won 230 games, and yeah. they all kind of have an ERA around a little bit over three. So he does fall short of the games won in yeah. that department. So I'm not quite sure. Oh, this hurts to say. I'm not quite sure he gets in. Man. Ugh. Uh, I, he should be Angels Hall of Fame, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. I actually was looking up a few different pitchers to try to find some comps, and I mentioned this off-air. Mike Mussina was another comp outside of mm. Roy Holiday. Mussina won, like, 
270 games. Good grief. And he played with the Baltimore Orioles in the 90s. Remember, they were really, really good in the 90s. And then he went to New York and played with the Yankees. So he had a few 20-game seasons and a few seasons where he won like 18, 19 games. But I I think it's really hard for pitchers to get into the Hall of Fame. And what will be interesting is for future pitchers, getting into the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. Gubaza even said it and Langston said it on the radio side that there's probably there probably aren't going to be too many pitchers that are going to get to 200 wins let alone Not anymore. 300 yeah. wins right? right and so we're going to have to look at different numbers I think war is going to matter and yeah. I think that some of those some of those metrics that they're using now for pitchers outside of the normal metrics like wins and ERA and strikeouts right. I think that those are going to matter as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lackey and with Weave because they may not get in right away but there may be like in the future they might be one of those pitchers where they go well if they let this guy in well then how come Jared Weaver's not in or if they let that guy in then how come John Lackey's not in so they could be a part of the debate I don't think that Lackey cares he's got three rings and he's really excited about that (laughs) we didn't get a ring but I loved Jared Weaver and I'm a fan of him just like you maybe not as much as you are but I, I do think that all three of these guys though should be in the Angel Hall of Fame because they had a huge impact on the Halos you know who else is up for the Hall of Fame ballot two former Halos Houston Street and of course, Mike Napoli. Now, yep. Street looks like he would go in as an A. Napoli would go in as a Ranger, possibly. But it was cool to see that these guys, <laughs> <laughs> right? These yep. guys did spend time. Obviously, Napoli came up through the Halo system, and then Tony Regan's traded him away like a chump. And I've, <laughs> I've been talking a lot of trash about Tony Regan's online today. So, yeah, uh, that's been on my mind. But it's pretty cool to see five guys, three of which are very uh, solidified halos, but five guys total who have contributed to our team in very significant ways. Pretty cool. I think the best bet for Hall of Fame is K-Rod. And speaking of betting, Bet Online brings you today's episode. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. And they're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events like MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions, Bet Online is where the game starts. Last conversation of the day, and it has to do with Mr. Anthony Rendon, who we signed prior to the 2020 season. He put up a great season in 2020, albeit it was 60 games. And the last two years, 2021 and 22, he's been hurt. Yep. It was a hip issue last season that took him out of the season this year it's a wrist injury and so that's been a problem as well but Mike you and I believe that Anthony Redone had a big part to play in the early success of this team let's get into the numbers all right so Redone went on the IL May 27th and then went on the 60-day IL in June and before he did the Angels were 27 and 20 with him Mm -hmm. now since his injury they got a win last night and then they lost the game before they are 13 and 36 Hmm. without him Hmm. and so i think that one of the main reasons the angels have struggled this season is because rendon 
was not in this lineup hmm. or on defense at third. I know his numbers wasn't they they weren't fantastic. 242, no, but, 335 yeah. on base, five home runs through 41 games. But Johnny, there was something about him in the middle of that lineup that pitchers had to pay attention to. They couldn't just walk past Trout. They couldn't just skip past Otani. Mm-hmm. Rendon was the threat. And we saw this when he went down how the top of the lineup, Ward, Otani, and then Trout, however they were aligned, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were they would get hits, and if they didn't get hits, then we knew for the rest of the inning that nobody else was going to be able to <laughs> knock them in, right? Yeah. Rendon was just that threat. And I go back to the Nationals series when we, we played them at home and we were uh, looking like we're going to lose the Sunday game. And Mother's then, Day. Yeah, and then Otani gets on, knocks in some runs, and then Rendon knocks in Otani for the game-winning mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. That's what he brings. He may not be consistent in like the day-to-day, every-at-bat sort of way for us so far, but he brings the threat to hit a home run, to knock in a run, to draw a walk. He is that guy, and on the defensive side, he is going to be so consistent at third base that we're not even worried about it, right? Because he has got a glove that is like glue over there, and Mm -hmm. he's got an arm that will throw people out. So I think that Anthony Rendon is the key to this team's success and is the reason why this team has really, really struggled in the last two months. You and I are not going as far to say as, uh, you know, this would be a much different season if if Rendon was still on the team because obviously the struggles of this team are far far and wide beyond just one missing player, right? Yeah. However, like you said, with him in the lineup, it's a much different situation. He's much more intimidating than a Matt Duffy or a Jonathan VR or whoever you have playing third base that day. And again, his defense is super solid. Even though he's playing through injuries, he's a very solid third baseman and a right. great defender. And you see him make crazy plays all the time, and that is sorely missed. But, Mike, one thing that I remember is how patient he was at the plate. Yeah. That's the biggest issue, and we talked about it in the first segment, strikeouts. It's mm-hmm. been the strikeouts all season long. And Anthony Rendon was somebody who didn't strike out very often. In fact, even though he wasn't hitting very well, he was taking walks a lot more often. And yeah. when you have somebody like, you know, you perhaps have Trout on base and then then Anthony Rendon takes a walk behind him and so you push Trout to second, then you have Jared Walsh coming up to maybe get a base hit and score Trout. That's a lot of the scenarios that we had early on in this season. And without Renthony, <laughs> Anthony Rendon. Just trying to save time. <laughs> just trying to save time like the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Renthony. Um, Without him, we paused and laughed about that one. That was good. (laughs) Without Anthony Rendon, it just changes. We've said this all the time. It changes the trajectory of the lineup because you go from one intimidating person to the next with Taylor Ward leading off, Shohei behind him, Trout behind him, Rendon, Walsh, all those guys from six on down. It changes the entire shape of the lineup because now all your heavy hitters are toward the top. And like you said, you can't just walk past Otani and walk past Trout because then Rendon is going to get a little base hit and score whoever's right. on second. Right. And and that's the key. I think that there is that that element is missing again. We know that he's had his struggles. We know that he's been hurt the last 2 years, but a lot of the early success you can kind of point to Anthony Rendon as being a big part of that. And again, I go back to the walks. I go back to the patient approaches at the plate. I go back to 
10 pitch at bats yeah. where you're getting the starting pitcher out early because yeah. you're working counts and fouling off pitches and making these guys work. I remember a game between, I think, Otani, Trout, and Rendon at the top of the lineup. This is an early game. Man, the, the pitcher had to get through like 20 pitches just to deal with all three of those guys in one single inning. I wish I could remember which game I'm thinking of, but I just remember watching very early on and going, Oh dang! These guys are making this guy work, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a, a matter of you know the pitcher struggling. It was just these guys were putting him to work and fouling things off. And I think Rendon was a big part of that. At the end of the day, all right. Tell me if I'm being reasonable or if I'm being an Angel fan here. But I'm going to go as far as to say that the Angels don't lose 14 in a row if Anthony Rendon is in this lineup. Is that reasonable, or am I being just a ridiculous Angel fan? Oh, that's Anthony ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. I think that actually has. <laughs> Uh, I think that actually is a valid point because he missed most, if not all, of that losing streak. I he mean, only was I, in a part of the team when they lost the first three, and then yeah. he went down. Yeah. So, yeah, and at that point, nobody knew that we were going to tank fourteen yeah. games in a row like that. So, well, I mean, think about it. Like David McKinnon is not at the at the at bat with those key moments of trying to get runs in. And no, mm-hmm. no disrespect to David, I like him. I think he's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But he is not at bat. He's not playing third base. He's not trying to figure it out over there, right? Rendon is in there, and they're having to figure out some other pieces. And so, I think that that's huge, huge if he's in this lineup. I think that maybe we still are struggling a bit because we did struggle offensively, but I don't think that we win or I don't think that we lose 14 in a row. I think maybe we pick up a couple of wins during that losing streak that actually keep us from actually falling under. And, man, let's take it even further. Joe Madden doesn't get fired if Anthony Rendon (laughs) doesn't get hurt, right? Uh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> can't, Anthony Rendon's not going to stop you from making bad bullpen decisions, but yeah, that's maybe, true. They maybe they don't lose 14 in a row. Maybe that sends saves uh, Joe Madden's job. I, I've said it multiple times that uh, four and ten you don't get fired, but zero mm-hmm. and fourteen will get you fired, and that's yep. exactly what happened. <laughs> yep. Well, listen. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on. On every team and some of the biggest stories from around the league. He's actually going to really cover the trade deadline. It'll be chaotic and Soli's very chaotic, so you're going to love that. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, the Locked On MLB podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and connect with Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at SuperHaloBros and everybody on YouTube who's been leaving comments. We appreciate you. Been doing our best to get through those and and respond to everybody and make sure everybody gets heard and communicated with. (laughs) Good chatter, exactly. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? All right, John, would you rather be the A's or the Angels? (laughs) Okay. We'll explain why we're asking that question, and then we'll let you decide tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. All right. How about that? Well, until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Lockdown Angels. And thank you once again for joining us.